here we go. Good morning, ah, Kiva. Good morning, Emma. How are you? I am great. And welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Sure Just Wing It podcast, or as Kiva's been calling it, yeah. Sure the Be Grand. <laughs> same sort of thing. Same, same sort vibe. of thing. So we're very happy to introduce our first podcast, which we have been talking about for about 10 years. Yeah, honestly, like me and Emma have so much to share with the world. Like we have so many opinions on... Everything. And you have ears. We're giving you mental health, we're giving you lifestyle, we're giving you politics, we're giving you everything. Everything. It's an all-rounder, except for sport. Except for sport. We do not cover sport, disclaimer. No. If you want that, go to Peter Crouch or... I don't know. Just <laughs> like, I just assume he does one. I think he does one with friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, as we mentioned, this is the Sure Just Wing It podcast. So, as a bit of an introduction, Kiva, do you want to tell everyone who you are? Yeah, so I'm Kiva. So um, I graduated from uni two years ago now. Well, no, one year ago. 2020. Mm-hmm. Two years ago. I actually worked in Deloitte for five years. Oh um, I did my degree through them. So I worked four days a week in the office and then one day a week online. And then in last October, I decided to quit my job with no savings and moved to Spain. Iconic behaviour. I moved to Marbella and I had never <laughs> been in Marbella before. <laughs> I probably left this country about three or four times before that. So, you know, like, I honestly do just wing it. But everything works out, so. And everything happens for a reason. It does. It honestly does. Like, and we're all about manifesting and things just happening the way they should be and they do and I ended up getting a really good job as a virtual assistant and yeah now I'm loving life so Emma do you want to explain a bit about your journey? So for most of my life I never winged it I was meticulous planner (laughs) I had a life plan I was like I'm gonna go to uni well we could be here for two hours if we talked about this but I eventually decided I was gonna go to uni and study French and politics gonna get my degree then join the civil service fast stream which is the number one graduate scheme and I was like yeah gonna do that gonna be on 50 grand by the time I'm 27 buy a house like and never leave my job and have an unreal pension that's all I wanted to do and then I had an epiphany and got to my final year of uni and decided you know what I don't want to be a civil servant in London I don't want to work for Boris Johnson because I'm not impartial I have very strong opinions and things and I was like no I, I can't do that and ever since then I've been a bit <laughs> derailed. <Yeah. laughs> Had such a crisis. Thought I was going to do like a law conversion, then dropped out. Thought I was going to get a graduate job. Didn't get that. So now decided to do another master's. And here I am. But everything has worked out and I'm yeah. very happy where I am. Um, where I'll be when I finish the master's, cannot confirm yeah. anything. But where have I been? Yeah, we are. And I think the main thing here is everyone thinks you need to follow this life plan. Everyone thinks you need to finish school, go to university and then get a job and be settled for the rest of your life. Everyone thinks that everyone knows what they're doing, but no one knows what they're doing. Exactly. Like no one like and I think the last couple of years taught us that anything can happen and throw something in the woodwork and like God knows what'll come up. You can have it all planned out and said, I'm gonna get a job at this age and I'm gonna get married at this age, have a baby at this age and then something like COVID or like life gets in the way. Or you yeah. just wake up in the morning and decide, I don't want any of this. And that's okay. And that's fine. And that's why we're here. Yeah. Because we're going to guide you through yeah. this process that we're going through. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a guide to get through your 20s. If anything, this is therapy for me and Kiva. Yeah, it basically <laughs> is. If you're listening, this is a bonus. And if anyone knows me and Emma, they know that we're an, very much an advocate of therapy. 
Yes, and, and we're also extremely unlikely friendship. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> actually how we became friends is through having, both having really bad anxiety and depression and going through various stages of mental health over the last few years. We are the anxious, anxious girls. Yeah. For context, Kiva is two years older than me, Yeah, although it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. Age uh, is just a number. We became, well, we went to the same school, but yeah. um, at school, that was <laughs> terrifying to keep it because she was older than me. How awful is that? <laughs> so I think about this every day. <laughs> I'm like going through my day being like, do you remember the time that Emma was scared of me? Like, was I, did I actually give off that persona? Like, Which is ridiculous now because like no one knew. Like, I know that you're not like <laughs> a scary person at all. <laughs> it's just wild it's just wild but we like we became friends because of our anxiety and all that jazz so and sharing like bad experiences through uni which is actually something we want to touch on oh it's how uni like is very tough and it's very topical because today is university mental health day very i think that's what it's called i know that was meant (laughs) to happen for a reason literally and uni like I think people don't realise how much of a big change uni is. Like, you're going from living in your cosy family home to the big bad holy lands. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Because yeah. when you're at school, like, you think, yeah, I'm going to go to uni, going to have the best time, I'm going to live in the holy lands, although that wasn't really my plan. But then, sure, we were winging it. And But I think, like, you look on Instagram and stuff and you think, yeah. everyone's having such a good time at uni, yeah. I can't wait to do that. And then you get there and so many of life's pressures gets in the way whether yeah, it's it like money or the stress being at uni like being cold in the holy lands yeah sickness family life and it's not as happy as everyone makes yeah, it out to be i think tiktok at the minute is really glamorizing it oh yeah people are like my daily routine in the holy lands and i'm like yeah but it's not like this no it's one really in not. the holy lands gets up at six o'clock in the morning yeah <laughs> i know no one they're going to they're bed go, yeah they're coming <laughs> home at six o'clock in the morning and i think like you're you're not taught how to like do that transition from school to uni like you're not taught that you have to pay rent you have to like budget your money like people are getting these loans in and just blowing it straight away because they don't know how to deal with all that mm. big amount of money and it's just i think there's just so many like massive issues with yeah. going to uni and like you don't need to go no like my course isn't literally not helping me i don't think it helped me in any way apart from a bit of growth <laughs> but like it's not gonna benefit me in any way so there's a lot of pressure to go to uni but I don't think you need to and I don't think people realize as we were just saying earlier before we started recording how many students actually struggle with their mental health yeah it's shocking and I think it was only like you were probably one of the first people I spoke to about mine yeah and then after that it was kind of like a domino effect yeah anyone else you spoke to say oh yeah I have panic attacks or yeah I have depression or I have a bad relationship with alcohol and drugs yeah or anything like that I would say all of our friends literally every single one calling all of them on (laughs) shout out to all of our friends Friends. I think every single one of them has suffered from some sort of mental health like some more severe than others but every single one of them has had a bad time yeah and I know the statistic is like one in four people but it's 100% higher I think only one in four people are disclosing that they've had a mental health problem or that they're struggling with their mental health but I mean at the end of the day everyone has mental health yeah some of us just struggle with it a bit more than others and I think what like I actually listened to Sinead Haggerty's podcast with Gabby Bernstein and Gabby was talking about how there's two different traumas there's one with a capital T which is something that like a, bi- a massive thing has happened in your life like death or like mm-hmm. 
anything, like a big, big th- event. And then there's ones with the small T, which are smaller things that happen, like maybe in your childhood, like, or in uni. Like, so I think a lot of people are afraid to say they have mental health because they might, mightn't have gone through something with the big T. Yeah. They went through smaller things. Like, it can be anything, literally anything. Like, you don't need a reason to have bad mental health. And I pe- feel like people are ashamed or afraid to say they have it because they haven't been through, like, major dramas. Yeah, completely. Because, like, that's me. Like, I... Yeah. I had the happiest childhood, like I have the best parents, the best sister in the world. Then shout I out to Neve. Shout out to Neve, shout out to Angela, <laughs> shout out to Dermot. <laughs> and then got to uni and I was like, why am I so unhappy all the time? Because yeah. I loved school. So yeah. in theory, like uni should have been the best thing ever. But like in uni, God granted a favour, da 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 da. And then mm. I remember one January morning waking up and having this like tightness in my chest and not being able to get out of bed. And thankfully knew I was like, this is something that needs to get checked. Yeah. And then that started the most iconic nine months of my life, going to CBT. Yes, yes, love it. <laughs> and I think, we'll talk about CBT in a wee second. I think a big thing about uni is that you don't have the, the support network that you had in school. You were wrapped in cotton wool, especially in our school. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to our ladies. <laughs> um, our school was so supportive. There was so many different teachers you could talk mm-hmm. to. There was counsellors that you could go to. You could go to the principal and like she would happily have a conversation with how you were feeling. Like You could go to anyone and there was someone there for you. But when you go to uni, you don't have the same relationship with your lecturers. Well, I find we mm-hmm. didn't. You don't get to know them enough because you're not with them enough. So you don't have that same like support network. And I don't know what way counselling works within uni because I didn't feel like we had anywhere to turn to. I don't know. Yeah, I tried counselling at Queen's. It was the first thing I did. Um, so I got four free sessions in the Student Guidance Centre and they were on a Thursday morning. I used to go at 10 o'clock and then go to class at 11 and I loved it. Yeah. It was me time, but I remember but like, like what we were saying. Like I didn't have any big T traumas. Yeah. I was really getting myself down and I was like, it's all in my head. Like I'll go to one session and I'll not even know what to say to the counsellor. I think her name was Claire. We're going to call her Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Claire. <laughs> and I remember going in and just sobbing before I even said hello. Yeah. And... I was, like I don't think I'd ever been so vulnerable, um. But anyway, I got four free sessions and like it was good kickstart. But four isn't enough. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the issue. So even when you go to the doctors, I went to the doctors and got six sessions of CBT, and then she was like, "I can't give you anymore." But like, what do you mean? Like, six sessions isn't going to get rid of all the trauma and like everything that's happened over my whole life. Like, you know what I mean? That there's there's just no money in mental health. No, we're going through like we obviously we're going through a a health crisis in terms of covid but yeah the mental health crisis is just it's scary unprecedented it's scary 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 but then cbt changed your life and i think it changed mine too <laughs> it changed everyone's life it was yeah. like a it was like a domino effect yeah it really was because all we had ever heard of before this was just counseling yeah and i had tried counseling i went to it through yeah. pips um and it was basically me talking someone listen and I just was like I would feel good maybe for the hour after but then yeah. after I'm like but I don't still don't know how to deal with my emotions so then Emma so then did my four free sessions then thought I was healed miraculously and then around really this time last year actually it's nearly four years to the day I just had this massive panic attack on a night out and realized actually no there is something not quite right here and went to the doctor and I mean, iconic, she was like, Emma, you're a strong girl, you'll get through this. But, like, I knew in myself that 
yeah. something had to change yeah. and my mum was like right I'm gonna book you in to see a, a cognitive behavioral therapist and like obviously you should say like oh, I'm incredibly lucky to yeah. have done that because not everyone has access to that yeah and but my god did it change my life yeah when, I think it was nine months it was like once a week for a couple of months and then fortnightly and then once a month towards You're the end weaned up. but like it completely re- rewires your brain yeah the way you think and you get a whole new perspective on things like one of the tasks I did at the start was I had to keep a diary of everything I did for every hour of the day every single day of the week I was like what is the use in this yeah. like what am I doing and then once you do it for a couple of weeks you start to realize that if you just sit about all day and you lie in like that feeds your anxiety yeah. and you need to do stuff that gives you purpose yeah. to get through it and build in quality time with your friends and family go for coffee go for a walk um but it's not just that so one of the other really powerful tools in cbt is automatic what are they called automatic thought records that's yeah. what they are I was about to call them networks but that's <laughs> definitely not the right word and they teach you to like control your intrusive thoughts because i know you as well get yeah. this like ants in the back of your head a horrendous horrendous yeah like, that's automatic negative thoughts they're the, called ants the thoughts that be yeah. coming in are like oh ridiculous <laughs> completely <laughs> ridiculous if you sit down and listen i call mine cassandra and she lives rent free in my head and no matter how many times i kick her out she is back and better than ever with these stupid they're literally stupid thoughts I know. about anything and everything mostly picking myself apart which is just not good but they're there and then like as soon as you say them out loud yeah you're like i sound insane (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's like you know like after a night out and you get the fear oh you feel sick talking about it but (laughs) you're like oh my god i think i looked at kiva wrong and kiva probably hates me and kiva's gonna delete and block me and we're never gonna be friends ever again then you talk to kiva and she's like don't be stupid (laughs) yeah i'm probably like what are you even talking about and like you don't realise, like, at university, your life is just the fear. Like, that's yeah, it is. probably the best weapon. It is. That honestly is. And, like, drinking just does not help it. No. Oh, me and Emma have had bad experiences oh. with drinking. I mean, if you are going through bad mental health right now, I really highly, highly recommend you do not drink. Yeah, no, literally. No, like honestly. People don't realise this. I think when we think of bad relationships with alcohol, we think, like, full-blown alcoholism. Yeah. But... Even going out for one night of drinking can really, really affect your mental health. Yeah. Oh, insane. Oh, no. <laughs> We're not even going to get into that. <laughs> that comes as a trigger word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so we are now going to actually talk about the books that we are currently reading or books that maybe like helped you through your journey. Um, we are both very much big advocates of reading. Addicted. I've only got on it. I've only got into it like the last year, but like I am addicted now. Really, books can change your life. Like, reading yeah. can change your life. And I'd say, like, if you're someone who wants to start getting into reading, I would just go with 10 pages every day and hold yourself to that. Some days you might read 20, but as long as you read that 10 pages, then all of a sudden you'll get books finished in no time. But yeah. really, like, try that. So do you want to tell us yeah. about books? So a bit like you, like, I do a lot of reading academic stuff. Yeah. Like, could tell you everything there is to know about behavioral public policy but yeah. I didn't really get into reading for myself maybe until about a year ago as well um probably because you, you inspired me <laughs> reading because like I think setting aside that time to read and to read something that's good for you is so good for your mental health yeah so at the minute what I'm doing is I'm trying to read 25 books this year because yeah. my sister read 26 last year 
You're going to read 27 this year, you mean? That's exactly it, Liam, I'm coming <laughs> for you. So that's the goal. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I've read so far this year, it's yeah. been a, a very hectic mix. We've read Shima Sorelli's memoir, Did You Hear Mommy Died? I keep saying that. I feel like it's a sign I need to oh, read it. Oh, unreal. And yeah. do you know what? It was so nice. Like, I know that sounds awful reading, like, a memoir about grief to get back into reading. Yeah. But the way that he talks about grief yeah. is fascinating because he was so young. For context, he was a child whenever his mum died. He's from Derry. Yeah. And he talks about losing his mum as a child and the innocence of that and also growing up on the border during the Troubles. Yeah. So, like, 10 yeah. out of 10. Unreal. And then I read... Well, I listened to the audiobook, technically, of Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Oh, Rudin has that book. Oh. I really want to read it. He said it's so good. Unreal. And you see yeah. the audiobook, like, Matthew McConaughey is the best... Yeah, I tell you, he would be. ...narrator yeah. ever. I'm not even going to try and do his voice. And then <laughs> read The Troubles With Us. Oh, my goodness. This book, I feel like everyone should read it. It should be in everyone's house. <laughs> it's so easy to read. It's a lovely book, and it really does give you a lot of context into The Troubles. It changed my mindset about, like, Ireland and stuff, Um, but it's really, really good. Oh, completely. And it's such an easy read. Again, like, if you're looking to get into reading, yeah, it's something light. Yeah. Again, like you probably just think do Keith and Emma all they do is read books with the troubles. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually such an interesting like period and like the way that she writes the book is the way that you would speak. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the voices coming through and I love that. I love when you can hear the voices coming through. Oh, unreal. Yeah. And then yes. I read Climate Justice and Human Rights. Oh lovely. By Mary Robinson. That sounds so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the minute, right? Uh Oh my god! What am I reading? I'm reading two books at the minute. Yeah, because I can't focus on one. Yeah, I read two books as well. But the big one we're reading at the minute is attached. Have you started it? I did. I need to start it so that we can discuss it. Yes, maybe we'll save that for a different episode. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should start like a wee book club. I think so. And like read a book and then discuss it because I think that would be interesting. Yes. And that book I really need to read. Oh, I've got I think maybe halfway or three quarters way through it. Yeah, but. Basically started writing it because I'm 24 and have... No, I'm not 24, I'm 23. <laughs> I'm aging myself. I have a chronic fear of men. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. You've had a lot of, a lot of small-t trauma with yeah. men. <laughs> that is small-t trauma. So we're working through that. Yeah. And then the other book, again, is like... <laughs> it's called Degrowth, about like um, saving the climate through like post-growth economics. You know what? Emma's saving this world one book at a time. Honestly. Yeah. What are you reading at the minute, Miss Miss Girl? I am reading It Ends With Us at the minute. Oh. Oh my God, it's such an easy read again. It's a really lovely book, but everyone says that you cry at the end. And I'm like... I already feel sad. Do I need something to make me feel <laughs> sadder? But at the same time, it's such a really easy book and I think it would make a really good movie mm. or a program if they decide to turn it into that. So whenever I finish it, I'll hand Please. it over. Um, and then I'm also reading You're a Badass. Oh, you know, because you I really need, are. I need to be told that I am. <laughs> I, it's all about like your limiting beliefs and like manifesting. It's basically a book about everything to do with self development in one book. It's really good. It's by Jane Sinaro, and she is like a really good author. You can hear her voice through her books as well. Yeah. Um, I just finished Your Badass at Making Money, which is also by her, and again, really good. And I'm gonna be rolling in the bag. Can you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it gave like such good tips that I already knew, but like I needed someone to tell me, yeah. so that I I listened. Like Ronan's like I told you that before, and I'm like no, but you are not Jensen Narrow. Like she 
is the queen. She's the queen. What do you think's the best book you've read? Um, the best book I've read so far, Atomic Habits is brilliant. Mm. It's about like building habits and like it really breaks it down and explains like how you how you to build up habits. So like building up your daily routine and it really helped me with the ten pages. Mm. Um, other good books that I read, I read so many. Mastery of Love is really good. It's about like self love. Oh, it's kind of a bit hard to read because it's like uh, written like old time sort of, but it's a really easy book. Um, and it's a really good book. Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within. I'm halfway through because it's a massive book. It's like over five hundred pages and really small writing, but it just changes your it changes like your whole like belief system and it talks about your automatic negative thoughts and actually a task in it which my sister was trying to do this during lockdown and it was actually disaster. So you have to try and get through a full twenty four hours without speaking negatively to yourself. So like stopping your aunts. Oh my gosh! And every time something negative came into your head about yourself then you have to restart seriously yeah but then you spent like two weeks and couldn't get it like it's actually crazy whenever you start thinking about it like to try and get through it it's really oh tough gosh. yeah but it makes you really self-aware yeah but like trying to get through 24 hours without like being mean to yourself need to try i yeah. heard something like that recently and it was about scarcity mindsets yeah and how we always think that we don't have enough and how like it starts off in the morning, like in the morning you wake up yeah. and you say, I didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. And you look at your bank account, like I don't have enough money and I don't have enough things to do or I have too much to do and all that stuff. But like that's, I, I couldn't imagine trying to cut that out. Yeah, it's really difficult. I actually have been trying to wake up and not say, I'm still so tired yeah. or like FML, like I have to get up early or like, you know, like you, when you wake up with a negative mindset, I, it starts your day off wrong. Yeah. And what I do in the morning, my phone doesn't turn on until 9 o'clock. So all my apps turn off from 9 in the evening to 9 in the morning. So I don't go on my phone in the morning. And um, so what I do is I get up and I would read 10 pages. And then I go and journal in my little six-minute success journal. Lovely. It's so easy. And it writes out, like, your tasks that you want to complete for the day and what you want to do to relax in the evening. And then I'm supposed to be ma- meditating supposed to be I haven't meditated in a while but Sinead Hegarty yeah oh my god this is actually a shout out to that meditation course because that meditation course changed my life honestly amazing Ronan was like I've never seen you in such a good mood before in my <laughs> life he was like you were in the best form ever when we were in Marbella and honestly it was from meditating in Marbella I did not have one single penny to my name once I paid rent I had no money I had no job I didn't know what I was doing with my life, but I was meditating every single day. And then all of a sudden, I manifested this job. I kept, like, saying in the meditation, Mm -hmm. I need direction. And, like, one of the meditations, I'm not going to give it all away because, like, you need to just go buy it and do it. One of the meditations, um, you, like, visualize someone coming down to you. So it's, like, your spirit guide. Oh. And mine was always my mom that came to you. But it's weird because people be like, like, people in the group be like, I've seen someone with no head. Like, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> or, like, I don't know who the person was. But <laughs> uh, So, like, don't put pressure on yourself either. Like, just go with the flow. Um, and I just kept seeing my mum, and I'd be like, ask questions. And I'd be like, give me direction. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I need direction. And I kept saying, I want to work a job where I can still travel. But, like, I don't know what that job is. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Kim and Cole came up on Instagram and I applied in her bio for the job. She wasn't even hiring, but I just applied in her bio anyway. And I 
basically wrote down all the stuff I did in Deloitte. So I was like, Microsoft Teams, Microsoft Outlook, like these are all my skills the that I have. Of Microsoft. Yeah. And I thought that's what like a virtual assistant was. Yeah. And then I wrote to her, I was like, Hi, like I'm not actually a virtual assistant, but like I would be interested. Like I kind of did the same sort of thing in Deloitte because that's what I thought a virtual assistant was. And she was like, Oh, sorry, not hiring at the minute. And I was like, Oh, it's fine. So I just kept Googling jobs like every single day and like nothing was coming up. And I was like, I'm not just taking a job for the sake of it because I worked in Deloitte for so long. Like I need a job with freedom mm-hmm. like attached to it. And whenever you were working through the med- meditation, you were working through your values and what you valued most. So I valued travel and freedom and over money and stability. Like I did not value them. <laughs> like, I was like, frigate, like money comes back. It's energy. I'll be fine. Like I'll, I'll always be fine. I always have been. Um, maybe a bit naive, but it got me here. Um, and then one day, Catherine followed me back. So she's Cam and Co. She followed me back and she wrote to me. She was like, I really love the vibe of your page. Do you want to jump on a Zoom call? And I was like, yeah. And then she offered me the job on the call. And I swear, if I wasn't in a good mindset through meditating, I wouldn't have got that. That's insane. Yeah. Because I was honestly at the bottom, but I was so happy. I yeah. did not care. I literally was like, it's fine. Like, if I can't get groceries today, <laughs> it's completely fine. I'll eat a bread roll for 50 cents. Like... I was, like, so happy. And Ronan would be maybe panicking about money, but I'm like, it's fine. It comes back. Yeah, honestly. And it did. Yeah, like, I've literally told all my friends at uni this, money comes back. And, like, my friend Hannah said to me the other day, she was like, Emma, why did you ever tell me that? Because now it's all I think about. And I was like, but Hannah, money does come back. It does. In, like, random forms. Yeah, like... Like, no matter what. I, over the summer, when I was stressing about whether I was going to get a grad job or a master's like I was just riddled with anxiety and then applied for this grad job got to the final stage there was like two interviews and didn't get it and it was the first time I'd ever really been rejected for anything but then I listened to Sinead Hegarty's podcast on rejection and I felt better rejection is the form of redirection and immediately I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know it's September in a couple of weeks because September is like that month of the year where like new things happen yeah I was like I've no money to do a master's like I saved a bit of money um but not enough to to study and to live at the same time and then I went away to Donegal on a holiday oh my god (laughs) yes I forgot about (laughs) this story and I my mom and dad whenever we go anywhere they're always like oh we'll do the year millions here because if we win it no one will know so me being the old ma that I am, <laughs> we stopped at the shopping Guidor and I was like, I'm going to do the Euro Millions. And whenever I win it, no one's going to know because I won it in Guidor. Yeah. And um, even in order, we're like, right. And I kept saying to everyone, yeah, whenever I win the Euro Millions, I'm going to buy Run Fast and do the college up. I'm going to buy the hotel in Guidor and make it look all nice. I'm literally going to buy the village. I'll buy it on a yeah, holiday. I think golf. the most important thing is like speaking like that and yeah. believing. And you need to believe. You have to believe. I know, like... And then that night, it was my birthday. Um, like we opened up the Prosecco and all. And then I was like, right, I'm going to go check my lotto ticket here and see my Euro Millions winnings. And then to my surprise, when I logged in, I matched four numbers on the Euro Millions Plus draw. And I said to the girls, I was like, um, I think I just won the lotto. And they were like, um, I'm like, no, please stop taking the piss. <laughs> and I was like, no, like I'm actually serious. And turned it around. And there you go. And 
like most people when they win the lotto they're like oh my god what am i gonna buy like i'm gonna buy a house or yeah. i wasn't gonna be buying a house for two thousand euros like but, <laughs> but like what am i gonna buy and then but for me it was like this massive sense of comfort yeah i can do my masters i can do what i want because i love learning yeah and i just finally felt at pace and people thought i was crazy like you could take that money and you could go traveling or you could buy yourself a designer bag like no but i'm gonna put it towards like my passion and yeah. I know that I'll do this and then something else will come out of it yeah exactly it's so important to believe like that I believe money will come back yeah. even when I have nothing I'm like it's fine yeah. like I've gotten through really bad days and I've been fine like it'll be fine again it always does yes. and it comes back in weird ways you just have to notice as well like it could be a refund or anything mm-hmm. and you like if you get a refund you'd be like that's money coming back I'd yeah. be grateful for it should stress at this point I don't advocate gambling oh yeah <laughs> because I've become, that was a one off I've become very con- I don't actually do the lot all the time yeah I've become very conscious when I tell this story that I'm like everyone should enter the Germans no no yeah. no just as an example of like money coming back and being so stressed about yeah. what I was gonna do next and not knowing what was around the corner yeah because if, if it hadn't have been for that I wouldn't have done the masters or I would yeah. have done it well, actually, no, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford to do it. But I think then you would have been redirected in, in something else. Yeah, like, I feel like once, if something doesn't go your way, like, yes, feeling feelings are feeling sad, but know that something more will come. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not the path that you're supposed to go down. Like, the universe hasn't worked out. Everything happens. For, for a reason. And that's the story of me and Keith have been friends. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it really is. We're the weirdest friendship ever. Like, Emma was in my house before we were even friends. I know, because I've been friends with Kiva's brother. And, like, (laughs) I remember (laughs) it was my 18th birthday and I was up in your house. Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, AS results was the same day as my 18th birthday, aka the worst day of my life. But anyway, (laughs) we were in Kiva's house with her brother and, like, our other friends. And then, like, Kiva came down the stairs with our friend Orla because they were going to coach, I think. And we were acting all cool (laughs) as well. We were like, who are all these (laughs) wee people in our house? And I was sitting there, like, eating your dad's curry. And I was like, oh, anxiety. Like, anxiety. Me and Orla probably didn't even acknowledge them there because we were too cool. (laughs) Too cool. Like, way older than me. I was like, they could have probably judged me. Keith was definitely like, why are you in my house? This week up at school. But then, flash forward a year. No, probably about two Two years. Two years, yeah. We became friends at uni. Yeah. Uni brought us together. Our panic attacks brought us together. Literally. Yeah. If you've got anxiety... Here yeah, find someone else that has find anxiety and it creates the best friend. But really, it's like it's so good to have someone to talk through those yeah. crazy thoughts with. Really, like it's made us so open. Yeah. Like we, like we literally, like <laughs> we use anxiety as our personality traits. So we're like, "Hi, I'm Kiva. I have anxiety." <laughs> I know. Like I literally tell anyone. Yeah. Or like, and one day in work, one of the girls turned to me and goes, "Emma, have you ever like had a panic attack or anything?" I was like, "Babe, sit down, <laughs> sit down, and listen to the story of my life." Yeah. But like, the CBT changed it. Yeah, it really me. did. And you going to CBT made me want to go to CBT, and I kept going back to the doctor and being like, "These tablets aren't working." But I wasn't taking the tablets because you know, like you, you're giving someone that has anxiety tablets who's gonna read all the side effects and. <laughs> been on the beta blockers yeah. <laughs> yeah I actually I didn't take one of them I was like my heart's gonna stop I kept going in and being like my heart's going really fast like I can feel it pumping like it would wake me up in the middle of the night like that's obviously anxiety and like me having panic attacks and the doctor gave me beta blockers well let me tell you 
was I, Frank, going to take one of them whenever I heard that slow song your heart rate? I was like, that's, I'm going to die. And Emma went and did her CBT and everything. And then I went to my, into my doctor. I was like, don't even write me a prescription. I want to go to CBT. And he put me to the top of the list, definitely, because he was sick oh. of listening to me every week. Being like, He'd be like, so did you take your tablets this week? And I'd be like, no, no, I'm not taking them. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I took one and then I like felt different, so I didn't take them anymore. And he was sick of me. Um, that like I'm not against tablets. Like you do you, whatever works for you. Oh, that just reminded me of my favorite book. Oh, Lost Connections. Ah, yes, it's very good. It's like reasons why you're depressed. It's very very good. <laughs> just came into my head. <laughs> yeah, like you do you. If you think tablets work for you, you do them. I just didn't think they worked for yeah. me and I just had too much anxiety to take them. Do you know what it is? It's the tools that CBT gives you, yeah. you can use over and over and over again. Like yeah. I had a massive folder of all like the automatic negative thoughts that I had like written out. And like what you do is you write down the thought, you write down how it makes you feel and then you write down the evidence for and against it. Yeah. And nine out of 10 times you'll find out well, actually, that was just, like, something you made up in your own head. <laughs> There's absolutely no evidence to that. But then the thoughts that actually do have a bit of evidence challenge you to rethink your life and your relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, like, definitely best thing ever. And you can yeah. easily find this stuff online, like... Yeah. Um, there's de- lo- loads of people on Instagram and loads of different templates for this kind of stuff. And there's also BetterHelp. Oh, I, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, BetterHelp is an online counselling platform, but you can get, like, any type of counselling on it. And you, when you log in, I mean, I've done this, I've filled out the application form, like, five times, but I haven't actually went through with it. But I am going to soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary, though. It is, yeah. It's, it's scary being vulnerable. And I feel like I've worked through my trauma, but I need to work through my self-belief and self-confidence and things like that instead of working through, like, things that have happened. But, yeah, for better help, you can pick if you want a male counsellor, if you want a female counsellor, what sexuality you want your counsellor to be, like whether you want them to be LGBTQ+, or female, or male, or whatever. Oh, real. So, so that it suits you. And then you tell them, like, what areas you want to go into, like, what sort of counselling you want to do. And then they match you with the counsellor. But, like, if you don't like that counsellor, then you just re go back yeah. into it and they give you a new one. So, like, they'll find you the perfect match. Oh, yeah. And you can do phone calls, Zoom calls message whatever area you want to go into like or a really good technique as well or tool um is the informed minds app so i'm oh yeah yes an ambassador for the informed minds app um on wonderful lady from tyrone Sinead welsh and her sister paula donnelly have come up with this app which is like a wealth of resources about mental health in your pocket and it's designed for for young people especially on like university mental health days so we're saying and there is literally resources on everything they have an a to z so they have everything from like alcoholism and anorexia all the way down to like I don't even know what kids to say it, but like yeah. a- anything and everything is on that. Like even as niches, you're a farmer and you're com- like you're struggling with your sexuality. Like yeah. that's on there. Or I recorded um content for it about sexual harassment and what it feels like to be sexually harassed. So everything is on that app and you can get access to professionals it's not just people like me there are like trained professionals and social workers and counsellors that have become involved with this app um amazing so unreal definitely check it out um and it's so good to have especially like sometimes on access and counselling is difficult or like you just want to take that first step 
something like that is so good yeah even dreaming about it yeah you know, sometimes like you might have thoughts in your head and then like but you mightn't think oh that's available and then then you come on and you see oh there actually is there's yeah. other people like me and there's other people that are going through the same stuff and like I can get help for it. Yeah, you've never had an original thought. Like you think no. you're the only one who's ever thought like this. And that's yeah. what's so good about the app is that you see not only professionals but people your age who've yeah. gone through this. And then there's like a summary at the bottom saying like this is how it made me feel and, and resources as well to point you to. Oh, that's really important. So what is that called again? Informed, the Informed Minds app. Available on... The, the app store and the, the play store for us Android <laughs> users. For the calculator For the users. calculator community. We'll tag it in the description anyway, so if anyone is interested in that. It's only for uni students or is it? Anyone can use it. So yeah. like school age people, uni students, but also parents. Oh, yeah. Because like it's hard if you're a parent and you see like your child going through something, but yeah. you might not necessarily understand it. You could go on. Or know where yeah. to get resources. Literally. So like, for example, whenever I did the sexual harassment, the resources that are um signposted are like rape crisis and i and raise your voice and hit nexus as well yeah but they provide them for everything so like depression anxiety drugs eating disorders um stress like you literally name it yeah it's on that app so important as well yeah self-esteem as well yeah oh that's a big one the big the big word <laughs> yeah the big word that me and emma <laughs> made <laughs> literally like you see whenever i started cbt like i was convinced that no one liked me. Yeah. <laughs> like, people were only friends with me because they felt sorry for me. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> so Literally. ridiculous. Whereas, like, four years later, I'm like, well, who wouldn't want to be my friend? Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's, that's so important. <laughs> it's so important to be like that. Yeah. Bubbliest person in the room. I know. Like, bubbliest person in the world. In the world. <laughs> in the Literally, world. My self-esteem is through the roof. Bubbliest person in the room, but, like, had social anxiety yeah. for, like, I have I have social anxiety. It's so bad. It stops me from doing so much. It's just ridiculous. Even me and Kiva coming in here to record this day, we, we were, were like, like, "Will we turn back?" We're like, "What? What? What, what do we do?" Like, yeah. And then Emma just like comes in with this pure confidence, <laughs> and I'm there behind her, like, can't even, don't even remember what my name is. Fake it. Tell you makeup. Yeah. Although it's it, easier said than done. Yeah, it is. But the more you practice, the more it, it works. Comes to you. Yeah, it really does. Still a work in progress, though. Yeah. It always will be, though. Yeah. It's always constantly, you constantly want to develop yourself. I'm a big advocate of self-development, and especially through reading and meditating and journaling and all those good things. But you constantly want to better yourself. Yeah. Especially journaling. Like, I bought a journal a couple of years ago, and it's my best friend. Like, yeah. some people think I'm nuts when I do it. Like, but I find there's such a part in, like, writing out your thoughts and yeah. writing... It, it can be so hard as well to start journaling. Yeah, because you don't know where to go. Yeah. But I think, like, literally just putting pen to paper and, like, writing down what's going on and then eventually you'll see a trail of thought through it yeah. and get out to the end. I think yeah. it's called, like, writing out and writing through your trauma. Yeah. I wrote an assignment on this once <laughs> for French. <laughs> but it, it's very cathartic. Yeah, no, it is important to do. I would even start with, like, writing, like, three things you're grateful for, like, you know, if you want to get into it, three things that happened that day. Yeah. Uh, and, like, what you want to achieve the next day. Like, just even simple things like that, if you want prompts, or you can just write out directly what you're thinking on a page. Like, whatever way works best, yeah? Because some people can be like, where do you start? Or get, like, a wee journal that's already signposted for you. The six-minute success journal. Yeah. Or the one I have is, you can get them in Waterstones. Um, it's called Why I Am So Lovable Today. Oh, or that's I think so that's what cute. it's called. 
it's something like that or you get other ones like why i'm um why i've totally got this or why i am smashing this or whatever the titles are i'm making yeah. them up now but you can write down in the book why i am so lovable today yeah. and that was my big thing of not thinking anyone like me yeah. and then you can like read at the bottom there's different hearts yeah. you shade them in so like full heart like you're feeling really good or like a broken heart you're not feeling great or like yeah. a smashed up heart and be like i am not <laughs> okay today and then every page has a wee quote because Kiva and I love a quote we love a good quote or a term <laughs> what's today's quote Quotes. of the day today's quote of the day I was thinking this one because I've seen it on Twitter this was inspired by me last night staying up till half two writing an assignment because I left it <laughs> till the last minute as per usual but there's this saying about diamonds being made under pressure yeah but also um what is it I'm gonna mess it up now if you want to make good bread you have to let it rest yeah. <laughs> that's definitely not what I've seen on Twitter but it's that notion of like it's okay to take a step back it's okay to have a rest and forgive yourself because me and you're so bad at, like yeah. taking a rest putting so much pressure on ourselves and I feel guilty when I'm resting and when you feel guilty when you're resting you're not resting yeah and like if I like wake up any later than half eight like that's my day, day over, yeah. I'm like well what was the point in that like yeah. <laughs> throwing away the day by the time I get up and have a shower and have my breakfast it's gonna be half nine lunchtime. literally like I might yeah. as well not do anything and then lunchtime comes around and I'm like oh well not gonna do anything in the afternoon because I can't focus after two yeah. o'clock that's exactly <laughs> like two to four no no chance of doing anything no and then even when I'm sitting there doing nothing I'm feeling guilty about doing nothing and like what's what's good in yeah. that like what's the point in that See, now that you've asked me about quotes, like, I could stay here all day. But I suppose, in ter- because it is University Mental Health Day, yeah. something like, what carried me through? What's that one you say, like, not every day is a good day, but there's good in every day? Yeah, I think that's an important one. Or, um, it's a bad day, not a bad life. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. big for me. I feel like uh, it mightn't be a good day, but there is good in every day is an important one because it makes you really find, even when you're feeling low, Find something good. Find something to be grateful for. You might be feeling really low and lying in bed, but you're grateful to have your bed to yeah. lie in. You know, like when you think, you think, and then that starts like helping you feel better when yeah. you start thinking small. I was always like a real skeptic of gratitude for a long time. Yeah. Because I was always like, let me just be anxious and feel this. Yeah, I feel that. I whenever, like, you're, whenever you're sad, you're like, ugh. Like, I, that. I don't want to count my blessings now. And then, yeah. but whenever you do, like then it does start to put things into perspective obviously like if it's like a mild anxiety you have like if sometimes things are too difficult yeah. to count the blessings but like it really does whenever you're beating yourself up like making those things that you're grateful for or the yeah. things that are going right um can be so powerful i think an important thing is like to know that it's not gonna last forever yeah and like you know you've gotten through all the bad days in your life and you're still here and you're still okay and like that's brilliant yeah but like you need to know that like it won't be forever like me and emma have been through the lows and got through them and we're like what the hell we're on the other side sister yeah <laughs> like i remember like looking back on my snapchat stories the other day of like whenever i had my, my big panic attack and like just looking at in my my eyes and you could yeah. see like i was so sad yeah. and i would just love to like give her a hug and say like, it gets so much better. Yeah, so much. And, like, I'm proud of you for keeping yeah. going. Like, and then you see the same in your Kiva's, your Kiva's photos. Your photos, Kiva. <laughs> <laughs> like, the transformation that you've gone under and, like, yeah, what you've achieved is just... It doesn't, like, it feels like that's a different person. Yeah. Like, whenever I see photos, I'm like, who is she? Like, she was going through the rocks. Like I know. Literally, the pets. Yeah. But that's the message of today is that 
you will get through it. Yeah, and uh, like it doesn't know it's not always gonna be bad. It will get better. And to speak out and yeah. make sure you talk to someone about your mental health. Yeah, it's important to like reach out to a therapist or a doctor or your family or your friends, just someone that you trust. Yeah. And once you speak out, then like that's just a domino effect of it getting better. That's yeah. the the hardest step is actually admitting. Oh, completely. And then after that, it will all work out. It's all be good, girl. Yeah. So I suppose to round off for today. Yeah. This is what we're going to do now on our podcast. Yeah, we're going to do it with each other. If we have a guest on, like, we'll do it with them. But we want to speak about one thing we're grateful for, one thing we like about each other, and one thing we like about ourselves. So, ah. Emma, do you want to take it away? Okay. So one thing I'm grateful for is being here with you, Kiva. Yeah. <laughs> and having opportunities like this. And having the confidence to actually say you know what, I'm going to go record a podcast. And you know what, us three years ago, we never, never have done couldn't this. couldn't leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, never mind. I wouldn't even go to work. Emma wouldn't go to uni. <laughs> we were just like living in the flipping bedrooms <laughs> in the Holy Lands. So I'm grateful to finally be in a place to do stuff like this. Yeah. One thing I like about you is your kind spirit. Oh. And you're always thinking of other people. You're so Stop. you've got such a big heart. I'm not gonna get through this Be door. My head's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to wait. Yeah. And one thing I like about myself, this is the hard one, isn't it? But no. I will say I like how I could talk to anyone. Yeah. Like I have in my Twitter bio, could talk for Ireland, and I think that's one of my favorite things about myself is that I can go into a room and absolutely breaking myself. Yeah. But still manage to strike up a conversation. I think today was an example <laughs> of that. Me and Emma were literally like so scared to come in here. We're like, maybe we should just turn back. <laughs> like, but then like Emma opens the door like a queen and it's like, hi, <laughs> I'm here <laughs> for my podcast. Yes. She's like, is this Emma? And I was like, yes, this is me. <laughs> So you, Kiva, now you're you're three. So one thing I'm grateful for is feeling happy after feeling so sad. I had like a sad period there for the whole month of February. Mm -hmm. But now I I feel like I'm on the other side. And what got me through is being like, it'll not be forever. It'll be okay. Like, we'll get through it. We got through it before. We'll get through it again. Um, So I'm grateful that I'm feeling happier. Uh, One thing I like about Emma is her confidence. Like, I know, like, sometimes you feel like you don't have the confidence, but when you do, you glow. It's just, like, what you're made for. You're such a people person. Because I've got Susu highlighter on today. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, you do. You're just, like, this big smile and everything, and it's just so nice and so uh, contagious. Thank you. Uh, And one thing I like about myself, oh, God. One thing I like about myself. Is that like I do have a positive attitude after being through so much? Yeah. Like I still know, like it'll be fine, and it's getting me through a lot of hard days. But I know that it's okay, and I'll be fine. I sure, it'll be grand. Sure, <laughs> that's the alternative. Name for this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> iconic behavior. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Fair play if you listen to. All 48 and minutes and 42 seconds of this. It'll probably be shorter whenever I come <laughs> out all this shite we're talking <laughs> But thank you so much for joining us for our first podcast. And we will talk to you soon about anything and everything. Yeah, and if you have any recommendations or anything you want to talk to us about, we're also thinking of doing an agony and section. Just message us on our Instagram. It's... Sure, just swing it. It's sure, just swing it. <laughs> Literally anything and everything we're going to do. 
Big thanks. See you next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.